here, here, this is the day we're celebrating, and I want to just take a few moments from the Word of God to lift up Philippians chapter 1, just a few moments. Philippians chapter 1, I won't be very long. In less than 21 minutes, I'll be sitting down, so trust me, I won't be long. I'm giving myself a time limit. I, I've gotten, I want to just say a brief word. And let me do that from Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. I'm reading the New King James Version. You may stand if you're able. Just the first six verses. Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Would you look at somebody, just tell them real quick, God's not through with you yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the sanctuary. I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm, God's not through with you yet. The person said, I want to talk for the next few moments from the theme, we do this together. We do this together. Uh, that, that's what I want to talk about. We do this together. What is interesting when you read this text, you're reading the letter written by the Apostle Paul. All people could read conclusively this is a Pauline epistle. This is one of the letters written and is more than likely written during his captivity. It was probably during his house arrest in Rome. And he writes to the church at Philippi to speak to their hearts, to speak to their situation, to talk to them <clears throat> about what has been going on in his own life. But he wants to say thank you. <clears throat> he wants to let them know he's grateful for all that they have done and for the ministry that they have facilitated both in Philippi and the ministry that they facilitated there in Rome for him because being on house arrest he's not been able to go out and forage for himself so it has been the gifts and blessings and generosity of the people of God who have sustained him and thereby sustained ministry and continued the work of God even in that area they were continuing God's work in Philippi he was continuing pressing on even in captivity in Rome and he was saying to them this would not happen if we weren't working together we we couldn't do this if we weren't doing this together there's no way in the world I could have done this by myself I could not have taken care of myself because I'm bound right now. No, I may not be in the basement in the bottom hinder parts of a jail cell, but just as much on house arrest, I don't have the freedom that I once had. And in this case, I'm stuck where I am, and I need somebody to continue the work of God when I can't do it myself. I need somebody to keep extending the gospel. There's ministry that needs to be done, even if I can't do it all myself. There are people that need to be 
preached to, people that need to be prayed for, people that need to be visited, widows that need to be attended to, and I can't do it all. That's why God has given overseers and bishops and deacons and saints of God, because we do this together. The only way the church is benefited by the presence of these leaders here is because the saints sitting in the pew are cordial and willing and open and honest and willing to be ministered to by the saints here because we can't minister to people that don't want to be ministered to. We can't visit people that don't want to be visited. We can't bring communion where it's not wanted. We can't come in and pray where nobody wants prayer, but where homes are made available, where people say, visit me in the hospital, where somebody says, come in and give me a hand. These saints here, these deacon and deaconess, go forth to do ministry consistently, and often they minister to the body of Christ. I get excited when I think about all the good works that God has been doing in this place. I've had the blessed privilege of being here now nearly 34 years, and in all of my years here, I've been privileged to have a great diaconate. Back when I first came, the senior deacons were junior deacons. They're now much older now and all of the others have gone on to be with the Lord you have to understand that at some point people have come through here and given ministry and served the Lord until God called them from labor to reward every believer ought to want to serve God until God calls you from labor to reward you you want to serve God all the days of your life. Let, let, me, let me see if I can preach this text for just a moment. When, when Paul looks at them and he speaks to them, he says, the first thing I need to tell you is that I recognize that we have a commonness about us. We have a peace that is the result of the anointing. He said, we got a peace on us because of who we're connected to. There's a peace that rests on the saints of God because of who we're connected to. There's a peace that rests on us. Not, not, not our peace, but the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. It is because we are connected as bond servants of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. You see, let me look at somebody real quick. Let me just say something. You're not a servant just to people. You are servant to Christ. And as a servant to Christ, what you have done is you have given yourself over to Christ. Look at somebody next to you and nudge them real quick. Say, neighbor, you don't belong to yourself. You've been bought with a price. Every one of us are doulos. Say, doulos. Slaves to Christ. Oh, you don't hear me in here. I don't own myself. The Lord owns me. I tell God, whatever you want to do in me, all that I am, all that I possess, all that I think about, everything in my life belongs to you. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, I belong to you. All that I have belongs to you. My possessions are yours. When you claim the cattle on a thousand hills, you claim mine as well. The hill belongs to you. The air I breathe belongs to you. The water I 
drink belongs to you. Everything I touch belongs to you. I know I belong to you. Thank you for letting me use that which you have given me. I belong to you. Have thine own way, Lord. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. I belong to God. And because I am connected as a bond servant to God, he says, I got peace. He says, I got peace. I'm, I'm one of those saints that walks in peace. He prays for me. He says, grace and peace that is in a calm. He says, grace and peace, spiritual well-being. I'm praying for grace and peace upon your life. I look at somebody and I say, neighbor, grace and peace be upon you. And you didn't say it like you had any authority to offer it. If you're a bond servant, speak it over them. Grace and peace be upon you. I, I've got peace that is the result of the anointing. You see, because my peace comes from being connected to Jesus, to God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There, there, there's a blessing on my life because of the anointing on my life. I don't know about you, see, I, I realize that some of you have never actually asked God to super rule your life. Come here for a moment. I know you've asked God to rule your life, but you've never asked God to super rule your life. When you ask God to super rule your life, what it means is you said, God, I want you to overrule even me. God, you can veto my vote. I want you to overrule me. And because I've given you permission to overrule me, I now accept whatever you give me because what you give me is going to be better than what I would have given to myself. So God, I know that what you give me is what you wanted me to have. So I accept your blessings and praise you for them. You get to over super rule me, Lord. Take control. Uh, let me, let me, I'm going to give you an idea of super rule. Super rule is like this. Uh, I don't know about you. Some of you have OnStar. I've had it years ago when I had a car with, with OnStar in it, and I, I got locked out. And so I got a key. I got a clicker. I got locked out. They in the car. Call up OnStar. OnStar. I'm stuck. Here's my name and my information. They said, just a moment, Mr. Watts. Doors open. Overrule my key and my clicker. Y'all ain't got it yet. There's a commercial on TV, a non-star commercial. Somebody has stolen a, a car, and you can hear the operator say, Mr. So-and-so, we've discovered your car. And the whole time, somebody think they're getting away, and OnStar comes in and starts shutting it down. And the vehicle stops in the middle of the street. Bicycle rider goes by safely. And they say, Mr. So-and-so, the police now have your car in possession. Everything's all right. That's super rule. Y'all missed it. Went over your head. 
I give God permission to open up doors for me that were locked in front of me and to stop me and stop anybody from stealing from me. Super rule my life. Okay. I got to get out of here. I told you 21. To, how, how am I doing here? Listen, number two. Number two, he says, uh, he says, look, not only has God given us a peace that is the result of the anointing, but number two, God, he says that we have a partnership that results in advancement. Look over, look over somebody right now. Just say, howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Howdy, partner. Howdy. Hey, partner, let me tell you something. I know some of y'all have been up northeast so long you, you've forgotten all of your southern droll. But, but you ought to know, one of the things that gets things done is when you recognize partnership. One of the things that stops advancement is when you don't. When you know that you have a partner, you can get stuff done. When you dismiss the partner, you have a problem. And what Paul says is, the church has been advanced because of your participation and your partnership. Well, Paul, how do we participate? We, we, you were there when I was preaching. You heard the word of God. Paul, how do we participate? When I was hungry, you sent food. You gave money. You, you supported the work of well, Paul, how do we help you in partnership? When people needed to be visited, you, you cared more about the sick and the shut-in and the prison-bound and them that were lost and least and left out and left behind. Every time you blessed those, he said, you are a partner with me and being a partner with fulfilling the cause of Christ. Ah, I want to help somebody here. You know, when you're a partner, you don't necessarily have to be the one to throw the major blow to get credit for the win. Come on, one real quick. There's, there's some folks who played on the New England Patriots last year that probably are no longer in the NFL this year. But just because they're not playing this year doesn't mean they didn't get a ring from last year. Not, they're probably not in the NFL this year because they weren't really the best player in the world. But that didn't matter because they had the best partners in the world. Because when Tom Brady's your quarterback, and Bill No Talking Belichick is your coach. You all, you, you missed it right here. There are benefits from hanging around certain partnerships. I thought I'd bless somebody in here. You don't have to be the best Christian in the world. Just hang around the partnership because God's going to bless you for being in the number. There are blessings from being connected with the partnership. Okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Last point, I'm going to see. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. 
the last thing he says to them, and, and this is it. I told you, number one, this partnership, this partnership that is the result in advancement. You know, he said, we've advanced the kingdom of God. He said, and because of that, God's blessed us. But last thing he says, perfection that results in achievement. He says, uh, God is perfecting you, and he will perfect you. Y'all missed that, didn't you? Verse 6 says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ in the time of his return. Look at somebody now. Say, neighbor, God is going to finish everything he started. You don't even know when to shout. God is going to finish everything he started. God is perfecting you. No, you may not be the best yet, but God is perfecting you. God is making you and molding you. And the good news is that God is going to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up now, because he won't give up on you. He's able. Have I got a witness? He's able. He's able. Look at somebody say, neighbor, we do this together. The Lord is going to bless us while we stand together. Miracles happen. If we stay together, deliverance happens. If we stay together, the glory of the Lord is manifested. When we're together, yes, yes, yes. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. Somebody give God a praise. We do this together.